fall of 2021, the Global Coworking Unconference Community, or JUICY, sought to measure current attitudes and use of coworking spaces among coworking members and the general public. As a thought leader in the coworking industry, JUICY wanted to understand the perceptions of coworking, as well as the benefits of working in coworking spaces. They also sought to provide coworking owners and managers with insights to improve their spaces. So today we're going to be talking with two of the lead researchers on this project, Katrina Noel, the founder of No, and Casey Bernard. So just to start at the very high level, can you give us a little bit of background on this project and what its objective was? Juicy came to us in the fall of 2021, and they were interested in updating a survey that they had conducted in 2015 with co-working members about their use and attitudes about co-working spaces. And that survey had actually informed quite a lot of thought leadership. And so there, the goal was to understand who they are as professionals, how they use co-working, and what benefits or opportunities co-working creates for them. So when we stepped back and thought about that, we thought, well, probably quite a lot has changed since 2015. We might need to do a little bit more than a survey. So we added in one of our booth insights methodologies, which is basically um, an in-person booth. And we were able to speak to the broader business population, not necessarily co-working members, but other folks who were interested, potentially checking out that as an option for themselves. So it was great. We were able to kind of complement the membership thoughts with non-member, essentially, um, thoughts. And the third data point that's worked in here is Casey and I went to New York also in September of 2021, it was a busy month, uh, to join the Unconference Conference ourselves. So we were able to speak with a lot of the Juicy community and co-working owners actually as well and get their viewpoints on what they were seeing in terms of trends and struggles in the industry as well. So there's three data points going into this work, a very robust survey, the pop-up qualitative conversations, and the conversations that we had at the Juicy event themselves. Got it. But also they just really wanted to understand like perceptions of co-working, how co-working impacted individuals, but also how it impacted their businesses. And then also how co-working impacts the businesses in the same space. So, you know, most co-working spaces are connected to retail or near retailers. So those who run co-working spaces. Well, we discovered, and this is actually kind of very heartwarming news in my mind, is that um, community is really the foundation of co-working. We asked for members to uh, what three words came to mind when they thought about co-working, and they said community, collaboration, and cooperation. And some of these words even came up with the people who were not co-working members. So that's really where it goes first. And it was um, 85% of members turned to other members for help, guidance, or to outsource work. So not only are they meeting with them socially, and in fact, it was 89% that they meet with members of their co-working space socially outside of work hours. You know, you're also finding a network of professionals, like-minded professionals to help you in your career, help you make those connections outside. And it just really just is a continuous circle of community and collaboration. And we heard that loud and clear at the pop-up in LA as well. Um, This idea, even for those who weren't current members about the ability to be with other entrepreneurs, like-minded collaborators was a really big draw to even make them interested in joining the co-working world. Um, Just to let you know, we are going to play some clips today. It was a loud event. So there is some background noise on the clips, but we wanted to make sure that we include 
included some of the comments from those participants as well, because they tell the story a lot better than we do sometimes. Being able to be there with other also business owners or people that are in that mindset, the, the collaborative uh, opportunity is huge. Probably the same three words. I like being able to bounce ideas off of people and not feel isolated and, and kind of be with like-minded people. So it sounds like there's a huge social element to this, which is great. How does that exactly translate to a larger business network or business development or a different experience in working all together? To begin, which is the social network, they mentioned that they met up to nine new people in the past year through their co-working connections, an average of nine new connections. And 13% met up to 25 new people just in the past year through co-working. So along with that expanded social and business network, more than half of the members said that they were more engaged with their work, more successful, and had improved skill sets because of co-working. So really, when we asked them, you know, how important are these different sources of work, we gave them a list of different places where they might find work. Co-working networks were at the top of the list sharing best practices and just kind of bouncing things off of each other. I think there's something to be said about uh, interacting with other business owners because they kind of understand a lot more than your spouse does, you know, the exactly. of a small business. I'm curious, in, in the actual space, the actual physical co-working space, what about it fosters community? What, what is built in that enables those natural organic connections to emerge? Yeah, because I think the physical space really is key. Being someone who came into a co-working space and commuted to it throughout the pandemic, um, I definitely felt a lot of this resonate with me personally, whether you're using a formal conference room or an informal meeting space for a team meeting, um, even just the kitchen or some of these spaces have these great rooftop gardens and patios. Um, looking for spaces that are designed for collaboration and connection and the fact that the um, really successful co-working spaces that we spoke to at Juicy's conference put that at the forefront, made sure that they created physical spaces to engender that collaboration and connection. If you're in a shared space, you want to know the people that you're working with. So I would want to be able to feel free to talk with them or, you know, if they have open doors, that kind of a thing, or to communicate if there's a lunchroom, of, you know, so you want to know the people that you're working with and you want to be able to feel comfortable in that environment. Also just looking for like from a staffing perspective, like managers and hosts who help introduce members, who help that feel like a community and be that connector point in that community was really helpful for new businesses um, that we spoke to as well. Are co-working members actually getting out into the community around their spaces? Um, just would love to know a little bit more about that. Yeah, I mean, they all say that they frequent retailers and businesses within walking distance of their co-working at least once a week. Almost half, nearly half of them visit multiple times a week. So they're going to the restaurants, the gyms, the retail shops. Um, those were the most popular. And in my personal experience, I would go to my co-working space. I'd go to the gym. I'd go to the chiropractor. And my son was a baby. He was going to daycare right next door. So it was so great to have that whole um, area where I could get everything done just in that small space near my workspace. 
And a lot of the juicy members that we spoke to at their fall event said that they're seeing a trend towards moving some of those spaces or opening up spaces closer to where people live. So there is less of a um, impact in terms of commute time to be able to access a space like this. And the topic of childcare and how to make that work and what all the permitting laws are to try to make bring that into the process was also a really big hot topic at the fall event. So that kind of leads me to my final question, which is, what did you glean from working with Juicy about the future of co-working, especially, you know, in the midst of a global pandemic? One thing, just speaking anecdotally to the leaders um, of Juicy was how excited they were about the enrollment in their in-person event, the first event bringing co-working owners and um, interested businesses together. Uh, It was such an energetic space. And I think if that is emblematic of where this industry is going and the energy around getting these communities together again, physically and in person is any indicator. Um, I think there is a long tail (laughs) um, here. And I I also think in just this future of hybrid work and flexible work, there is a need for a space that is neither your office nor your home. And I don't see the need going away. I'm not sure. What's your crystal ball say, Casey? No, I agree. And especially you read more and more um, offices are providing that flexible work schedule where you're in the office a couple of days a week because so many people got used to working at home and not commuting, but if they could find that co-working space near their home or that's next to the childcare center, that's going to give them that flexibility because they're still going to need to have meetings. They're still going to have to get away from the dog and the cats climbing on their desk. All those things that we found at home that were fun, but are kind of getting a little old. (laughs) It's time to be professional again. And co-working can really help bridge that gap. Well, that is heartening news to hear that companies are willing and able to meet people where they are. So wrapping up, what surprised you most about this project? What surprised me most was how different, how diverse the co-working space is. People who work at a re- we work, a Regis spaces are all having very different experiences. So I think my main takeaway was co-working is a very large umbrella for a lot of different experiences. And I'm not sure I was expecting that going into the project. Yeah. And I think one data point that I don't have in front of me, but that jumped out to us was just the variety of types of people who are using co-working spaces. It's not just like you think of it as those, you know, young entrepreneurs or freelancers, but you know, there's people who work for nonprofits. There's people who work for big industries, like a whole range of different types of of professionals are using co-working. So it's not just for the independent people and a lot of companies are paying for their memberships. So that's going to be another thing that's going to be interesting as, you know, HR and corporate get together and figure out how are we going to keep people happy who are working at home? How are we going to keep you know, make this flexible workspace work, you know, maybe co-working is that piece that plugs in the middle. So our last question is, uh, and I'll answer it first. So you guys have some time to think what should every co-working space have? So for me, caffeine addict that I am, it would be a functional espresso machine in every co-working space in the land. Well, I have to agree with you on that espresso machine, but I think one step up is to have a community manager who I've been in a variety of spaces. I joined one space and then they ended up changing their membership. And I did a plan where I hopped around to different spaces and the, the ones that did not have a manager, you know, had piles of dishes in the sink. And it was like being in frat house in a way. 
for me, access and flexibility are really the most important things. When we were shopping around for our new office location and making sure it was part of a co-working system, it was surprising to me how many didn't have things like 24-hour access or storage units available for rent in addition to your office space. Um, I think that's really important to know. We're in a global economy. Um, everything is getting flexible these days and really making sure that co-working spaces are able to offer their community members options to make it as comfortable as possible to work, frankly, as hard or as late as is early as you have to work. Um, I know we don't want to necessarily be working at all hours, but that's sort of the state of the union at the moment. So I think accommodating that is, is really top of the important scale for me. Well, thank you both for taking the time to share about this project with us. And we look forward to hearing about the next one. The possibilities are endless. This podcast was produced by No Research.